You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a very happy Monday, everybody. We are in September. It is training camp month. Yes, indeed. Later on this month, the beginning of the Sacramento Kings training camp will take place. Media day is also towards the end of the month as well, which means we are a little over a month and a half away from the start of the regular season, exactly a month away from the start of preseason basketball. I'm excited. I'm fired up. We can see the light at the end end of the tunnel. We made it through the month of August. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You did a good job. My name is Matt George. Welcome into the number one podcast covering the Sacramento Kings. Welcome to Locked on Kings. This is your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage, whether it's the NBA draft, free agency, the offseason, the dead month of August, training camp in September, the start of the season in October, or all of the regular season until May. We have it right here for you on Locked on Kings. You made the right decision if you call yourself a Sacramento Kings fan. A bit of a weird episode here today. Going to be kind of all over the place. A lot of minor topics uh, to jump around and cover. Nothing really major that we're going to be diving into, but some fun stuff that I thought I'd sprinkle your way. I hope you all enjoyed the Fans Only podcast last Friday. I really had a great time recording that, speaking with you, uh, fans setting up uh, all those interviews. I hope that you thought it was successful. Our numbers were really great on it. A lot of listeners, a lot of people actively partaking in it. I think it's cool for listeners of a podcast and fellow fans uh, to be able to listen to their uh, their fellow fans, their peers essentially, uh, and uh, hear what they have to see, say, hear their opinions. We may disagree with each other. There's a lot of disagreement, especially revolved around this offseason uh, for Sacramento Sacramento Kings fans, uh, but ultimately we're all on the same team. We're all hoping for the same thing, and it's always fun to hear their stories, hear their interactions, hear their backstory, how they became a Kings fan. Uh, I got to talk to a lot of them about their uh, thoughts when they first came into the Golden One Center, uh, things of that nature. Those are things that we all have in common uh, and things that I love hearing and I hope you loved hearing as well. If you want us to do more of those, in the future, you have to let me know. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Matt George KHDK. Just say, hey man, that fans only episode was awesome. I loved it. Would love to be on the next one or would love to hear more. Uh, we'll definitely be doing another one or two of those. I'm going to want to try and do another one or two of those uh, towards the start of the regular season and into the regular season if you guys want it and are interested. You can also email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Uh, you can let me know there uh, your backstories. If you want to be part of the podcast, you can let me know there as well. i also share what you'd like and don't like just in general ask me any questions that you may have uh, about the podcast as well i also have to thank everybody uh, who's been going onto itunes and onto stitcher and leaving uh reviews recently we've gotten a lot of great reviews a lot of great feedback and it doesn't just better ratings doesn't just help our podcast overall uh, but it also is a place where uh, you can share your direct thoughts and feelings on what you like and don't like about the podcast and it helps us improve not just me personally as a podcast host with this specific podcast but as the locked on podcast network as a whole we pay attention to it we look at it we use it to boost our advertising sales. Uh, We use it uh, just to improve ultimately overall as a company uh, and as a unit. So we're very uh, thankful for each and every one of you that spend that time out of your day, not just to listen, uh, but to also feedback uh, there. Um, Like I said, we got so much stuff to dive into. So many little topics. We're going to talk about uh, this trade that went down on Friday that I wasn't able to get to because it was fans only, the Ryan Anderson and Marquise Chris trade. I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. The Sacramento Kings starting lineup NBA 2K19 
ratings were released. If you're not an NBA video game fan or a video game fan in general, you might say, well, I don't really care. But it's also interesting to get an idea of what different companies and outside opinions. Yes, NBA 2K uh, is filled uh, with men and women that are, yes, into gaming and, yes, gaming designers, but also dedicated NBA fans. So it's uh, interesting to see uh, and hear how they think or they perceive uh, the Sacramento Kings talent is going to be. I'll be going over that as well. Also, so many of you have asked me, based off of my podcast that I uh, did last week about breaking down a rotations and positional matchups heading into training camp uh, where Ben McLemore falls into everything. Is he going to be a part of the team? Is he not? I'm going to cover that right at the end of the show. So let's not take any more time. Uh, let's dive right into this trade. A Sacramento-related trade not has nothing to do with the Kings, but two Sacramento natives uh, involved in this trade. Here's the Houston Rockets have traded or did trade forward Ryan Anderson and guard DeAnthony Melton to the Phoenix Suns for Marquise Chris and Brandon Night, Ryan Anderson and Marquise Chris both being Sacramento natives. Ryan Anderson got that big contract a couple of years ago from the Houston Rockets, a contract that the Kings may have tried to jump on. We don't know. Ultimately, Ryan uh, ended up choosing to uh, to play in Houston. Uh, the Rockets have been looking for suitors, someone to take that contract for quite some time. Uh, finally, they were able to find a suitor. And it's not just a move of the Phoenix Suns acquiring salary uh, for the sake of acquiring salary. I really think they uh, they did a great move, and uh, this Ryan Anderson pickup could be very, very positive for them. Uh, looking at what the Houston Rockets got, I'll, I'll focus on them first. The obvious, the major piece, uh, the major acquisition is Marquise Chris. And Marquise Chris wasn't really going to fit in very well in Phoenix now that they have DeAndre Ayton there. Marquise Chris, very similar in terms of a uh, kind of a high post and in the paint uh, type scorer and type player. DeAndre Ayton's going to have the rule of the roost down there, and he's going to be the the one-two guy with Devin Booker. Chris will no longer be in that role. So it makes sense uh, for them to trade him. Marquise Chris, uh, freakishly athletic, although he has been hindered by attitude issues from what we have heard. So he is now going from a, a losing culture that has had its fair share of turmoil over the past couple of seasons to a winning culture in Houston with a great head coach uh, in Mike D'Antoni and with fellow All-Stars and uh, most importantly, in my opinion, a point guard in Chris Paul that is a clear, defined leader that also makes big men better almost everywhere he goes. I think Marquise Chris should be elated, not just that the fact that he's going to a playoff program where he can get a good chance to earn some some real minutes off of the bench and make a real impact and potentially be part of a winning team, but he can uh, learn and grow and gain from uh, playing alongside Chris Paul and James Harden. So I'm really excited to see what Marquise Chris does there. Uh, I like him. I don't know necessarily if they're going to start him at the four spot. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. He and Clint Capella might bash a little bit. So in my opinion, it would make more sense uh, to bring him off the bench, especially now that Carmelo Anthony is there, although they're saying Carmelo Anthony is going to be brought off the bench. A lot of problems that Mike D'Antoni and that crew in Houston uh, can work out. But it makes sense for me, for Marquise Chris, to come off the bench, uh, to be that uh, backup for that athletic spark off the bench, someone who can score, someone who also play good defense. Uh, And let's put it this way. If he still has attitude issues with this team, uh, he might not be, uh, he might be a lost cause for anybody else. It's still early in his career, uh, but he hasn't shown enough talent to really earn uh, the right to have the bad attitude and for people to ignore it. Uh, So this is going to be a really crucial season or two uh, in Houston for Marquise. Another piece that Houston got in this trade that I hear nobody talking about, and I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time, Brandon Knight. This uh, point guard, he's a he's a scoring guard first and foremost. For his career, averages around 16 points per game. Uh, he is not 
someone who is going to blow your socks off by any means. He was the starting point guard in Phoenix. Obviously not even going to be close to the starting point guard in Houston, but that's okay. You can bring him off the bench behind Chris Paul for 15, 20 minutes a night, whether you're running him with James Harden or not, and he's going to be someone who can put the ball in the basket. He can score. He can move up and down the floor, and if he stays healthy, he's a good option for Houston off the bench. I like the idea of pairing him with either James Harden or working him along with Eric Gordon. He'll push the tempo, uh, and again, I say if he will stay healthy, he's someone that I can think or I think can be very effective for Houston. Houston off of the bench. Now, that's a big caveat if he can stay healthy. For the first few years of his career, first three or four seasons, he was very, very healthy. Uh, over the last two, he's played in the 50s uh, in amount of games played per season. So not horrible. He's still played the majority of it, but has been dealing with issues from time to time. Uh, but ultimately, to acquire him is not the main piece of the trade, but almost a, a throw-in, I think, is a massive win for the Houston Rockets. Let's move over uh, to what the... Uh, Phoenix Suns acquired DeAnthony Melton, another guard. Nothing that's really going to blow your socks off. And now the Phoenix Suns uh, have a, a legitimate issue of trying to find who their starting point guard is going to be because they currently do not have one. It's amazing. At one point in time, they had three. They had Eric Bledsoe, they had Brandon Knight, and they had Isaiah Thomas. Well, ultimately, all three of those are gone. They chose Brandon Knight out of the three of those. Kind of forced to because Eric Bledsoe ultimately didn't work out too well with the the issues that he had there. We all know how that saga played out. Uh, but they have a very real issue of of names that they need to go out and try and get before the season starts to fill that point guard spot because it is wide open unless they want to use Devin Booker as the majority ball handler, which I don't think makes all that much sense. Uh, but Ryan Anderson, I love this pickup. In my, I'm always been a big fan of Brian Anderson or Ryan Anderson. Sorry, the the human being. Uh, the fact that he's a San- Sacramento native, and I enjoy his game. He's a true blue stretch four that is very important in today's day and age. Now, what holds him back from being a, not necessarily a superstar, uh, but from being a beloved piece of any team is the fact that he's sometimes, well, more than often, a defensive liability. So that's something that they have to be concerned about in uh, in Phoenix. Uh, but ultimately, if I'm Ryan Anderson, I'm thrilled as well. Yes, I'm going to a program that I'm probably not going to win very much, but I'm going to get a lot more opportunity offensively if I'm Ryan Anderson in Phoenix than I'm going to get in Houston. There's going to be a lot of attention on the uh, presence of DeAndre Ayton down low. There's also going to be a lot of attention on on um, Devin Booker on the perimeter. So in my opinion, Ryan Anderson in the corner at the wing should be getting a lot of space and a lot of time uh, to get his shot off uh, and to uh, comfortably work his way into the offense. So I like this trade ultimately overall for both sides. It's rare to see a trade where both sides win. If I had to give the edge to one over the other, I'm going to give it to the Houston Rockets because of the Brandon Knight pickup, but I really think Ryan Anderson can be instrumental in the success of the uh, Phoenix Suns next season and going forward. Uh, they do have to pay his salary, which is a bit of a caveat that that is is it hurts them a little bit because he's making far more money than probably uh, he is worth. But ultimately, if you're looking at just production alone, if Marquise Chris had played f- for Phoenix next year versus Ryan Anderson playing for Phoenix next year, in my opinion, Ryan Anderson is going to go uh, above and beyond, uh, get the opportunity to uh, to play consistently and be uh, a positive influence and pos- have a positive effect offensively for that team. So NBA 2K, the 2K franchise in general, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I know I've said it on this podcast before that I'm a a diehard fan uh, of the 2K franchise. I am an avid video gamer. I'm 24 years old, in case many of you did not know that. Uh, So I grew up a millennial. 
I am a active video gamer, and I'm an armchair GM. And what I mean by an armchair GM is I love to play NBA and, and sports video games in general uh, because I don't necessarily like to play competitively against other people online because I'm quite frankly not good enough, but I like to be a fantasy general manager. I like to take control of the Sacramento Kings or my team of choice and, and build them up and establish my own core and establish my own team, my own lineups, uh, try and win championships, things of that nature. I, I, it's a simulation type gameplay uh, that I like, and I, I've always been into that even since I was a little kid. NBA 2K, in my opinion, uh, does that great. We are going to be doing an NBA 2K giveaway, a couple copies of the NBA 2K game uh, right here on the podcast uh, for those who, like me, are avid video gamers. And I also have a Twitch channel with when the NBA 2K 19 game drops. I will be streaming consistently on Twitch, which is an opportunity for you uh, to tune in. You can watch me play, but more importantly, you get to interact with me face-to-face in real time. What that means is that we can talk. We can uh, dive into deeper conversations, any questions that you may have from this podcast. Uh, that is a place that you can come and we can go back and forth. And I I love Twitch. I love the platform uh, because I, I also stream baseball video games. I also stream football video games. I, I stream almost everything. And people will come all the time and we'll just get into sports conversations. It's a great opportunity, uh, so I hope you can check that out. If you want to uh, follow me on Twitch, you can. All you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash mattgeorgekhtk. But that's beside the point. The reason why I bring up NBA 2K is because someone tweeted out a picture of NBA 2K's perceived starting five for the Sacramento Kings along with their ratings. Uh, why do I bring this up? Man, it's a little fun conversation, but I also thought there were some interesting takeaways from it. So ultimately, let me lay out first the starting five that NBA 2K19 believes will be the starting five for the Sacramento Kings next season. Shouldn't surprise you, it's the starting five that I want. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marvin Bagley, and Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, out of those five, uh, what might surprise you is their rating distribution. So they're rated on a, a numerical system out of 100, 99 and 100 being the best overall. That's reserved for LeBron James and Michael Jordan if he's in the game. Uh, so you can expect the Kings being average to be in the 70s. They're all in the high 70s out of those five that I listed. Uh, two are tied for the best at 79 overall. That's Willie Cauley-Stein and Buddy Heald. Doesn't necessarily surprise me. I think Buddy Heald has the potential to be the best player on this team next season. Willie Cauley-Stein is the veteran presence. He's probably, out of everybody, the most established piece of uh, being a veteran. Not necessarily what he is, because we have question marks as to what Willie can be consistently on a nightly basis. But we know Willie's skill set and his established skill set more uh, than any other team. So 79 overall for the two of them, uh, I can accept. What was interesting was who was rated the lowest out of those five. I would have thought it would be Marvin Bagley, right? Because he's a rookie. He's unproven. Well, Marvin Bagley benefited a little bit from the fact that he was the number two overall pick in the draft. Bogdan Bogdanovich, believe it or not, out of the five at 77 overall is the worst out of the bunch, which surprises me because Bogdan Bogdanovich, in my opinion, last season was the best and most consistent Kings player on the floor, and I think that's going to carry over into next year. What surprises me also is that Bogdan Bogdanovich was rated an 82 uh, in NBA 2K last season. Now his ratings are dropping down to 77. I question why that is. I wonder if that's just a beginning of the season thing so they can progressively make him better and better um, to to help fans, I guess, develop him. Uh, We know that Bogdan Bogdanovich 
is not necessarily going to get too much better than what he is. He is what he is. He's a great passer, brilliantly smart, uh, good on both ends of the floor, great offensively, can shoot. Uh, we know what Bogdan Bogdanovich is. He's not going to explode, not going to wow us, or at least we don't expect him to. We would love if he did, though. Uh, 77 overall to me, I, fair, I suppose. It was just surprising that he was the lowest rated. De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley are both rated at 78 overall. So what NBA 2K is saying here is that De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley are equally as talented. De'Aaron Fox didn't blow my socks off or anybody's socks off based off of his play uh, last season. However, he showed enough down the stretch and and clutch-wise for me to expect him to be towards the top and the upper echelon of the team. He is still, in my opinion, the star and the piece, the centerpiece of this franchise uh, going forward, and this might be a big year for him. Uh, But Marvin Bagley was interesting, and like I said, he benefited ultimately uh, from being the number two overall pick in the draft, hence the reason why his rating is so high. Actually, it's not the highest, though, out of the draft class. It's DeAndre Ayton, of course, with 79 overall, but... Luka Doncic is also rated 79 overall. I know the pro Luka fans are going to hear that. So, aha, NBA 2K believes that Luka is going to be better. So it must be true. Um, Well, take that for what you want. Ultimately, these are ratings. These are projections. uh, And they don't really mean much. But again, it's so interesting uh, to see perspective from so many people about where they think uh, different players are in terms of skill set uh, and how they play off of one another. Like I would never have guessed that Marvin Bagley would be rated higher than Bogdan, nor would I ever have guessed he'd be on equal footing uh, with De'Aaron Fox. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but ultimately, what does a 78 for Marvin Bagley overall mean? It's that there are, no matter what, expectations when you are a top pick in the draft. So Marvin Bagley is going to have to approach that and deal with that next season. I'm excited for these ratings. I'm excited for the starting lineup. I can't wait to play with this team in the NBA 2K game. Uh, And you will have your chance to win copies of NBA 2K again right here on the Locked on Kings podcast in the very near future. So where does Ben McLemore fit into the Kings? Does he fit in to the Kings? Short answer, no. At least in my opinion. I don't know what uh, Dave Yeager is going to do. I don't know what the Sacramento Kings plan to do. I do recognize there is value in Ben McLemore, although I think his his worst uh, attribute or his biggest deterrent towards having the career that we all hoped that he could have when the Kings initially drafted him is the fact that he doesn't seem to have that clear of a basketball IQ, and we don't necessarily know what he needs, uh, or he is. Uh, his jump shot has gotten better. His three-point shot has improved, essentially, in, in, in my opinion, from his rookie year uh, to where he is at now. Uh, defensively, he's not necessarily a liability. He's athletic, can run the floor, get up and down, so he fits the mold in that sense, but... Uh, but you're looking at the shooting guard position. I'm looking at Marvin, or I'm sorry, I'm looking at Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich, number one and number two overall. Now we know Bogdan can play uh, the three uh, and is probably going to be playing the three. At least that's my expectation, backed up like by Nemanja Bialica, uh, potentially Justin Jackson as well. We don't know where he fits into things. Uh, so does Ben McLemore, could he potentially be a backup shooting guard? Yes, if you don't want to play Iman Shumpert or you don't want Iman Shumpert to be in that spot. My thoughts personally, without diving into too much detail, because quite frankly, and I'm sorry, Ben McLemore is not worth that time. uh, I don't think he's going to be on this team. I don't think he's going to make this team. I don't think he makes it through training camp. If he does, it'll be at the very end of the bench role capacity, very similar to what he had with Memphis uh, last season. Um, uh, Ben McLemore is what he is. There's other guys clearly ahead of him. Buddy Heels is leagues and bounds better than him. 
uh, and there are more valuable players I think the Kings could give minutes to uh, than Ben. I would be surprised if he makes the team. I almost honestly wasn't surprised and, and am surprised um, that he hasn't been cut yet. I expected him to be cut uh, immediately after that, that Memphis trade took place when the Kings sent Garrett Temple to the Grizzlies. But we'll have to wait and see, ultimately, what the Sacramento Kings decide to do. If it were me, Ben McLemore would not be part of this team. Uh, not necessarily worth the paycheck. I would I would cut him or, or waive him. I personally don't think he makes it through training camp. But we'll have to wait and see. Again, there's value there in Ben. Uh, he does, athletically, his, his build, his play style fits what the Kings are allegedly trying to do. So he may not be a good or a bad option uh, as a, a utility guy, a, a, a someone who fills that spot, uh, adds depth. Uh, to the roster, barring any kind of injury. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, ultimately, what the Kings decide to do. But if it's my opinion uh, that you want, is that Ben McLemore will not be a Sacramento King uh, after training camp. What do you think? Let me know if you like Ben McLemore and think there's a spot for him. If you think the Kings should just uh, cut their losses and move on from it, let me know. At MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can also email me, mgeorgesacklocalmedia.com. I apologize for the podcast being a little all over the place today. I have some interviews lined up for you that I'm looking forward uh, to hitting on later on this week. And then uh, we're counting down the days till the start of training camp, man. And once training camp gets going, we'll be able to dive into all the juice and all the battles and all the details. <coughs> Excuse me, of what is going on here in Sacramento. Getting choked up just thinking about it. And I'm so emotional that both uh, basketball is back. Uh, it's an awesome time. Uh, please enjoy your day. Enjoy Tuesday as well. Hope you had a very safe and fun Labor Day weekend. I look forward to chatting with you on Wednesday. So be sure to come back for that. If you're new to the podcast, uh, say hello and let me know and uh, let me know your King story. We'd love to chat with you. Share this podcast with your friends. If you have friends that are Kings fans, tell them, yo, I have this great podcast you need to listen to. A great place uh, to hear King's news. Great interviews. The host is kind of a dud, but whatever. Uh, he'll, he's okay. You can get used to him. Uh, please do that. Helps us out a lot, and we would love to uh, connect with more King's fans here around the world. Have yourselves a wonderful day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. This has been the Locked on King's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on King's, your daily Sacramento King's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.